It is episode 17, and we are talking about our favorite SummerSlam matches, talking some comments by Dana White and talking to Andrea, former TNA knockout, Rosie Lot of Love. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And we're here to talk a little professional wrestling. Thank you for hitting that download button. Thanks for subscribing on iTunes. Thanks for following us on Twitter. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you're following our main podcast account, at Oversell Podcast. Head over to www.oversellpodcast.com and check out those Amazon links. Buy some stuff on Amazon. You'll be supporting this podcast through that link. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping us out by, and we get a small commission from every sale we make on our Amazon store. Guys, how are you doing this week? Uh, doing okay. On the usual grind. That's good. Yep. That's good. Learning to work from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a new uh, ugh, new office, and it's basically I'm working from home. So, well, good deal. Well, I, <laughs> earlier today I put out a tweet, and I asked, "What are some of your favorite SummerSlam matches?" Because SummerSlam always is one of the big four pay per views. It's usually a really good show. They usually put a lot into it. And are we still calling this one an actual pay per view? Yes, this, time? this th- I will okay. call SummerSlam, and this is not Sunday Night Raw. This is uh, the major ones. First tweet we got was from our buddy Austin Lane One at Austin Lane One on Twitter, and his match he he led off with a home run, uh, Brett versus Davy Boy Smith. I believe that was SummerSlam 1992 at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. That match was amazing. Yep, there are no better workers at that time than Bret Hart and Davy Boy Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Butler also gave it is at Joseph Butler three. He thought he was being real smart by saying he sent me a little text. <laughs> I had the winner is like same one that Austin Lane <laughs> already mentioned, and so I got to give him hell about that. But we thank you for the submissions. But man, that yeah, those guys, I loved any watch it any match with Bret Hart. Any match with Bret Hart back in the day. I mean, that's that's a solid technical bout, no matter what you're doing. I mean, Brett, Brett could drag somebody through a good technical bout, kicking and screaming. Yeah, uh, yeah. Awesome worker. Yeah. Next match we had given to us on Twitter. Mike's got it pulled up right there. I think it's from at Shaggy. Shaggy Black. Shaggy Black. He is the host of the Three Handled Moss Covered podcast. Try saying that five times fast. But those, right, those guys. Not. Those guys put on a great show. Perry Saturn favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys put on a good show, though. Very knowledgeable wrestling fans like us. And, you know, we help, we like to help out other guys too. But uh, Mike, give us his match. Uh, he said recently, Punk versus Lesnar, and all time Mister Perfect versus Bret Hart. The Mister Perfect versus Bret Hart is one of the greatest wrestling matches you will ever see. Yes, yes. Uh that he actually stole my pick. <laughs> <laughs> he st- that, I would have said that one as well. Yep. That was SummerSlam. I want to say that was either was that 93? Uh that's what I'm looking at. I want to say 91. I think it was I think it was 93. I could be wrong though. If uh if Brett and Davy Boy was 92. Well, might have been 90. What cr- one crazy thing I can remember and I watched the I saw this on the um uh Mr. Perfect documentary mm-hmm. that you can watch on the WWE Network for yeah. only nine ninety nine a month. Um, <laughs> he worked that whole match with a hurt back. Yes, he did. And the fact okay. that he was and you never to, could tell it. No, absolutely you never could not. Tell it. Mr. Perfect is one of the greatest professional wrestlers ever. And it was ninety one. It, it was, was ninety one. Well, aren't you a little smart guy over there, Dan? Well, I mean, you know, it's like he knows wrestling I, or something. It's like I know wrestling or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, man. I can't help it. (laughs) Mike? Derek? What's the next match? (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Got one from Kent at Kentalingus. 
Just Kent Davis. <laughs> <laughs> don't so, don't say that one again. Kentalingus. Kentalingus. No, not not the bad word. You're gonna screw it up, and I'm yeah. gonna, you're gonna regret it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Uh, but he said the TLC match of uh, Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, and Hardy Boys. That was, that was the first TLC match. That was an incredible match, too. And mm-hmm. I think that was actually the best of the matches I think they had. That one at WrestleMania was good. But one thing that made this SummerSlam match, we didn't know what to expect from it. True. And, man, those three tag teams just... You know, that was a great time for tag team wrestling Yeah, in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And... I think, me personally, I think the Dudley Boys have one more run in them. I, I do, too. Would love I, to see it. I think they would come in. They could instantly bring that tag division up. And they, it, and it was it was a letdown when Bubba was a surprise entrance at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I thought something and was going to And was not there. Mm-hmm. It was a letdown. It really was. I, it's, yeah. I, 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 I just want to see them again. Yeah. I really do. I want to see them in WWE and they, again. There's so many tag teams they could help elevate, and everyone is going to give me a hard time, including those watching on Periscope, because I know who he is, but a, <laughs> a program between the Dudleys and the Ascension would lift the Ascension up incredibly. Mm-hmm. Let the hate comments flow. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Yep. Imagine, like, the New Day taking on the Dudley boys. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's so many fresh matchups you could have there. Oh, yeah. And it w- it would I, I really want to see it. And I really think the Dudleys want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And Bubba's been tweeting, you know, every time somebody asks him about it, he's you know basically saying, you know, the ball's in WWE's court. You know, yeah. What does it would hurt? Love to come back. What does it hurt to bring in? Yeah. The Dudley Boys. They're established. They they would put on an amazing program. Yep. There's so much you could do with them, and you need tag teams right now. And they're going to draw money. The- Good Easily. money. <laughs> yeah, like this whole pay-per-view that's coming up later this month called SummerSlam. Could have had the Dudley Boys in a SummerSlam match. Instantly would have helped your card. Yeah. Yep. All right. Any more tweets? Not that I see. Uh, I did get a question. The Ascension would go from rat poop to dog piss. Yes, thanks, George. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's up a level. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Josh McClain, host of the KO Radio, asked him, what uh, some of his matches were. He did say uh, CM Punk versus John Cena at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2011. I think it was 2011. I will check because... That's what we do. We I don't rely on our memories. Google that's what Google's stuff. for. But, yeah, that was that was another great match. CM Punk. A lot of people give John Cena... Was it 2011? Yeah. Okay. A lot of A lot of people like to hate on John Cena with his five moves of doom and everything like that, but... When it comes to major matches, especially with that one with CM Punk, he mm-hmm. delivers. Oh, yeah. And it, it was a great match. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the other one he gave me was more of a classic match. Let me pull it up here. And this is Josh McClain, host of the KO Radio on the local X app. Look it up. Those guys do a nice, fun show. Uh, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart in a steel cage. <laughs> yeah. That... That was any one of the t- classics. Yeah, anytime Owen and Brett got in a ring together, you're going to get something magical. Mm-hmm. Whether they were in a tag team, whether they were going against each other, WrestleMania 10 wasn't it? They let off the card. Yep. And that match, yeah. that mm-hmm. match was incredible. Yes, it was. And it was technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was a surprise win for Owen, jumping out and getting a win over his brother, who later in the night won the WWF title. Right. So I mean, it was. You know, there was there was so much untapped things that that you know I can't imagine if what had happened to Owen had not happened. You know, can you imagine the matches we would have seen? Yep. If if what if the accident had would, not happened, he would Brett or Owen would still be going today. Yeah, I think barring oh, yeah. barring a, you know another a, diff, a major injury, right. he might be so. towards the end of his career if he was still in it today. Yep. He might he might right. be up there, you know, being like, pro- I I'd probably say he would be. I dare to say he would be Triple H's right hand man if he were still oh, alive man, today. That, mm. Yeah, that would that would be cool. Be part of the authority. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually read news today that they are going forward with a two hour documentary. Yeah, Blu-ray for Owen Hart, which is incredible because Owen Hart was I loved Owen Hart. Now now looking back, I booed him 
because mm-hmm. that's what I was supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. But looking back, man, he was just an entertaining guy. He had a connection with the fans, mm-hmm. and that's what's important. People connecting, either booing you, like they and they mercilessly, and they loved, and he loved being booed. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, you know, that he act- was he always had a spot on TV too. Yep. I mean, he always had a spot on TV. When he first got in, I think wasn't he wasn't he a tag team with uh, Coco Beware? Yeah, I think and they were Jim like, Neidhart, and they were the New Foundation. Right, they right. Started out as that, and he was the high flying one, the Blue Blazer. He started out as that, right. you know, and the, you know back. Shoot, the Blue Blazer goes back to like WrestleMania eight or nine, seven or eight, something and, like that. And he, uh, you know, the 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 Hart Foundation, you know, when they actually. The stable mm-hmm. with him and Nightheart and ha- Bret Hart yep. and Brian Pillman. That was an amazing mm-hmm. stable. Yep. He was a tag team champion. He was a two-time Slammy Award winning wrestler. And it's just it's sad he's not with us anymore. He would mm. still be in the WWE to this day. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, we've gotten our listeners. Let's let's talk about some of our favorite SummerSlam matches. Dan, you're up well, first. Well, I'll Dan. go ahead with, one, with, with uh, the pick that was stolen from me. <laughs> <laughs> The first technical match I ever saw was Perfect and Bret Hart. The first technical match I ever saw. Um, everything up to that point was just, you know, Hulk Hogan and Savage punching, kicking, and body slamming, right. and, you right. know, dropping elbows and stuff like that. You know, and it was the same thing with the Memphis wrestling, too. Because Memphis wrestling, let's face it, all it was was a brawl. There were mm-hmm. no moves. It, Memphis wrestling was more based around storylines. Mm-hmm. Telling stories in the ring. Memphis wrestling was more realistic too, because it was more believable. It was well, like, well, well, if this guy gets in my face, I'm going to punch him. Well, I'm I not going to try to do a well, rock and roll elbow on him or something like right. that. Well, I don't know how believable a teenage mutant ninja turtle wrestler was. I'm not talking about Freddy that Krueger. era. <laughs> I believe those Leatherface. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding because you know Christmas Memphis, creature. Yeah, Memphis <laughs> Memphis wrestling is near and dear to my heart. And, I love it, but let's go back to your match, man. But you, yeah, the the first technical match I ever saw was uh, was Brett and Perfect, and that man that there was nobody who could touch them on that card that night. No, there was nobody the who could touch them that on that card, you know. And I craved I craved technical wrestling after that. That that actually changed my opinion of professional wrestling. This is like, that's what I want to do. I want to be the wrestler. I don't want to be the brawler. I want to be the wrestler. And yep. that's what set the tone for me wanting to become a wrestler later on. So, yep. But, yeah, that's my pick. That's, uh, you know, my career change <laughs> changing <laughs> match there, you know. <laughs> a career opinionated changing match there. But, uh, Mike, what you got? I'm going completely different than what you chose. Ruh-roh. <laughs> but the... Uh, the Triple H and Shawn Michaels match. I was going to say where, that one. Man, Shawn Michaels came back after un- all those years. It was unsanctioned. Oh, yeah, it was unsanctioned. Mm-hmm. But they had a, a ref. Right. You know, yeah, they kept yeah. saying that WWE wanted no part of this match, yeah. but they gave him a ref. Yeah. <laughs> so you go get out there and get hurt, but we're going to have someone out there to count one, two, three. Exactly. They should have like a celeb guest or something like that. But, but that match was great because, you know, Shawn Michaels' return match after all those years, and you really had no idea what he was going to be capable of anymore. And he he went like he hadn't left a week. Oh yeah, I mean, it was that was an incredible match. The stories that the that uh, they tell about that uh, Triple H and and Shawn. Oh yeah, together. I I, I can't remember if it was uh, on the Triple H uh, special on the network or on another one, but it might have been on like I think Shawn it was on Michaels. a couple of them. It was on a couple of different ones, you know, and it was just you know. Sean was like, I don't know if I can go, you know, and, you know, and then they went out there and it was like he had never left, you yeah. know, he he was doing everything he had done before and, you know, never even lost a step and you couldn't even tell that it was, and, and it was like everybody who, every superstar that they could get a hold of who watched that match said it was like ring rust. There yeah, was yeah. none. There was no ring rust in that match. Because I think they said they were starting out kind of slow just to see, yeah. you know, get a feel of everything. And then just a couple minutes into it, it was like, okay, you know. Every anything goes. Oh yep. yeah, yep. And I I remember watching it, you know, when it first aired, and the one move that still makes you cringe because you know Shawn Michaels went out because of his back injury and all, but when he takes that little side suplex onto the chairs mm-hmm. and the chair bends down and then he's just screaming in the ring, I was like, he may actually be dead at this point. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean nobody knew if his back was going to hold up or not. 
And right. then that was that was just the start of a series of matches between him yeah, and Triple he had H. A, oh, yeah. He I had mean, a he, championship he went on, run after that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he said... He, he won it at uh, Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber after that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. It was the... I think it was the very first Elimination Chamber, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Triple H came out... HBK came out the championship. Yeah. That's just... Because I remember uh, he was still that good on whatever documentary it was. I don't remember which one it was now that I saw, but mm-hmm. it may have just been the one uh, the rivalries on the network between Triple H and Shawn Michaels. But he was just coming back just for that one match at SummerSlam. Yeah, and then it was like, well, okay, well, we can do another one, another one, and then it span- ended up being like he was there for like another six years or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it got his uh, <laughs> it got him back going again in the business. Oh, yeah. Really, we and then the wrestling isn't wrestling video on youtube you can watch <laughs> you know a lot of that story was about triple h and hbk him right. not wanting triple h or hbk to be better than him than right. triple h and that was that whenever you mention a triple h hbk rivalry that's what i now think of mm-hmm. is that funny video that i watched again the other day because i can't stop watching that video because it's hilarious but but that match i go back and watch it you know every few and, months and it goes back to the testament of how awesome the wwe network is we mm-hmm. get to watch these great matches again. We don't have to spend twenty bucks on a DVD now when we have it all at our fingertips for only nine, ten bucks a month. Yeah. That's incredible. My wife uh, left the house the other night, uh, going to a meeting of some sort. I forgot what it was, but my kids sat down and watched wrestling with me for the first time ever. Oh, cool! And I'm sitting there watching like I can't I I can't remember exactly what I was watching, but I I just suddenly realized it was like the kids are all hanging around me and they're like piled up on top of me and they're watching the same thing I'm watching <laughs> and I'm like oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> they're watching wrestling oh my god you know <laughs> is it my I turn? guess it's up to you it's uh, it's up, it's on you Derek I've got an HBK match but the story and the build up for this match I thought were incredible Tr- uh, Shawn Michaels cut some extremely good promos for this match and um, one of them, he even dressed up like the guy and super kicked a camera. HBK versus Hulk Hogan. I knew that's where you were going that, with that. that. The whole build-up for that match was just incredible because it started, was it at WrestleMania? When did Shawn Michaels super kick Hogan and Shawn Michaels' character changed? He became a heel mm-hmm. and. Point five seconds with yeah, that super kick. Working wise, he was a dick during that match. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he may have been. I think looking back, you know, he takes the boot, he gets back up after the boot, and falls back down again as Hogan's like, you know, trying to go and get sort- right. sorted out for the leg drop, you know. And I mean, just that whole match was like every time, every time Sean got hit, he got it looked like he got shot with a shotgun or something. <laughs> but they didn't really get along. So wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Are no. you saying that Shawn Michaels did an oversell? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, you know, the match was great, but it, it, it told a story. Yeah, and and that's what one of the funniest segments I saw leading into that was when uh, they did the Larry King segment. Exactly, yeah. Larry King live, and Shawn Michaels comes out like he's Hulk Hogan. He's got a walker and everything, and every, and every other every word is brother. Yep, yep, that's, and that's that's one of the things that came across. But you know, at some point he's in that promo, he stopped doing the whole mocking thing, mm-hmm. started looking straight into the camera. Yep. And he cut just an amazing promo. And, it, and it, it, you don't get, I don't think you get promos like that these days. I mean, Rowdy Roddy Piper was the best at uh, promoing for a match. Mm-hmm. When he cut promos, you were there to see him. Why? Because you wanted to see his ass kicked. And with Shawn, what Shawn Michaels was doing to Hulk Hogan, you wanted to see him get his ass kicked. That it, They don't have that kind of logic to me these days. No one is selling for the match in their promos. No. No, I'd, I'd love, and I I think I said this before on a previous episode, I'd love to see Seth Rollins carry the title for at least the rest of the year and just keep getting heat. Yeah. You know, and just, he, and he's got that lucky heat where, you know, it, it just falls in place where he's the one that escapes with the title every time. Well, and um, he does the small things right. Yeah. Like when... Um he was cutting a promo a couple weeks ago, and John Cena comes out, 
and he makes the facial expression like, are you kidding me? This guy's coming out here. And you see his shoulders drop. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it's the small things like that that you notice. That may, It's the smallest things that make the biggest impact. Uh, impact, yeah. yeah. And not a lot of guys are doing not that. TNA impact, but impact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like a, a, a real impact. Like a real impact. <laughs> yeah. But JBL... You know, when he was world champion, he always found some way to skate by. Like, I remember a Hell in a Cell match. Or no, it was a cage match. And Big Show threw him through. The mat The, the uh, mat broke, and JBL slid out, but you didn't see him. You just saw Big Show walking mm-hmm. down. Walking down the steps. And, and you know, he, he has this look on his face, and yep. winner, and still. And he hadn't reached the bottom step yet. No, he reached it. No, he was already standing on the ground. But but JBL was already out. Already had snuck out and was on the ground crawling away. That was some of the genius of that JBL title run. Mm -hmm. Just cutting good heel promos and winning by the skin of your teeth. You know, I I sent JR a uh, tweet the other day. And I asked him, what was... And Dan, I know I I can already prepare see the look you're going to be giving me. Mm -hmm. But um, what was... What was it that made Eddie Gilbert such a great heel? Mm-hmm. He said fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Cheat, retreat, repeat. Yep. And Seth is doing that. Yep. And I I, I would love to see him win the U.S. title. It's heel 101. You yeah. know, that's heel 101. It's, and, and it's not cool heel. Mm-hmm. It's not mockery heel. I mean, it's cowardice heel, which, you know, when he gets his comeuppance finally – the pop that he's going to get is going to be incredible. Depending on who it is. Yeah, if it's John Cena, it may not be done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If it's Dean Ambrose, or even, I would even say Reigns, yeah. or something like that, yeah, that'd be... And, and even right now, if Brock came back and won the title off of him, then... Hell, even if, if Sheamus cashed in on him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going on to this SummerSlam, uh, one thing on Raw I wanted to talk about, um, WWE has done this... Many a time, and actually, it's been done all over wrestling, going back to Andy Kaufman. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about um, Stephen Amell, that Green Arrow, getting involved with SummerSlam. The I don't know the celebrity thing. When it's done right, when it's done right, like I, let's look on. at some of the there 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 have been very successful. I watched the Royal Rumble the other day that Drew, Drew Carey was see, in that, the 2001 yeah, Royal Rumble. That's crap. Yeah. You know, he didn't do anything. He watched people get eliminated, and then he eliminated himself when he saw Kane. And then but, what was it, Maria Menounos? She she had a WrestleMania appearance. Yeah. yeah. She so got, there's yeah she actually had a match. There's a WrestleMania appearance that somebody else could have, and could have had a good payout of you know. But instead, you put a celebrity in place, and she gets a she gets a WrestleMania payout. And her match wasn't that bad, so. from what I remember. And that's what a lot of people were talking about that year that. Snooki was in the match, oh. and, and, and Snooki uh, and like actually, Trish came back or something, mm-hmm. and that's Snooki even didn't have that bad of a match either because she, she's athletic and stuff. She pulled out some good moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible, but at the same time, I'm like celebrity. You're, you're, you're trying to use that celebrity status to elevate the match, but at the same time, it's like, why not elevate the talent you have yeah. instead of elevating? Or trying to promote a movie or a show or whatever the reason Stephen Amell's on SummerSlam, mm-hmm. you know that's my that's my take on the thing. You know, I realize, you know, and it's been it's been said nine dozen times to me. You know, WWE is not a wrestling company; they're that's an entertainment true. company. That's true. Right. So we have to keep that in mind too. You know, they're not a wrestling company; they're an entertainment company. And uh, you know, what was it the um, the wrestling, the documentary, um, Beyond the Mat. Beyond the Mat. One of the things that even Vince McMahon says is like, "We're into making movies. We're into making movies. Yep. We're in the movie business." You know. Yep. I think if it, if it's done right, and, and I think Amel is not like your typical Hollywood celebrity. I've seen how this guy works out. Um, he takes a he does a lot of his own stunts on his show. Um, he he's like Morrison. He does the uh, parkour. Mm-hmm. Running to stay in shape, and well, we might see some stuff out of him. Then, yeah, huh? yeah, so. and, and I thought the run in he did in that match with Stardust was actually pretty cool. He jumped the barricade, jumped the ropes, too. jumped jumped the yeah. ropes clean, had plenty of air time. Mm-hmm. The spear he gave was good. The shots looked convincing. So, 
if it's done right, I don't have a problem with celebrities like Mike Tyson mm-hmm. when he was involved in, in the WrestleMania. Right. That that worked out pretty good. Yeah. See, but when they're, when they're much, involved he, in stuff, I don't mind it, but I'm still not really a fan of them actually having matches. Hmm. You know, if it's something like a Mike Tyson was, or you know, like how some of the uh, when they did the guest general managers or whatever and sometimes they would get involved with a match you know i like that but <laughs> well, i still don't think they well, should really be in a match it, it, george has brought this up but um as long as they don't win your world heavyweight championship either. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that was like that w- that was the that was the start of the downfall um, next to the finger poke of doom that was one of the yeah. things that yeah doomed their company having a 120 pound skinny David Arquette is your Although world I did find it entertaining that Courtney Cox was in some segments going, You're not a wrestler! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, She gets it! <laughs> well, we are going to, next week, I think we are going, it should be our Slummer, SummerSlam preview show. So we're going to go right. more in depth on all the matches and the cards. But um, we're going to have Andrea dialing in here in probably about 20 minutes. And I really wanted to get this subject because I didn't get to it last week. Uh, Dan, <laughs> you, you're the perfect guy that I want to talk to about this. Mm. Dana White's comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck th- that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's some tweets. Next segment. There's uh-huh. some tweets. Uh, you know, they talked about how UFC needs something for nine ninety nine a month, and you know, Dana White. I think his com- response was, "Yeah, it's fake shit. Of course, it's nine ninety nine. Uh huh. And you know." <laughs> I get in this discussion a lot. People ask me why I like wrestling. It's fake. And I, my, from what I've seen and what I've said and from what I've experienced, and you can back me up on this, results, the win-loss, that's predetermined. Yeah. The violence is real. Yeah. The result of the violence is real. Very. And, I, and if anyone tries to tell me otherwise... I'll find the picture of a boot and print in my head. I've, I've, I've had boot prints on my face. I've had... I've legit very close came came losing consciousness from a blood rush from a spine buster alone that uh, was given to me by Alan Steele. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama slam, baby. And when he gets it, he don't pull no punches. So, uh, yeah. I, and I'm sure you've been punched. I've been punched for real. Been I've been kicked. kicked for real. I've been kneed in the back of the head to the point where I almost you, lost consciousness for real. Um, when you're first starting out, like, did you ever get stretched? Just to where a guy gave you legitimately just a, no. Okay, I, I'm just wondering if someone get, may have given like when you're training or something, someone may have given you just a little bit of extra. Now Nichols, um, he'd get a little excited sometimes with yeah. me. Um, yeah. And I remember one specific night when uh, we were doing shoulders in the corner. Uh, he was I, I was in the corner and he was running into me with his shoulder into my gut, and. Something, <laughs> something went from my upper body or went from my lower body to my upper body, and if I had to say, I'd it was I'd probably say it was like liver, pancreas, or lower intestine, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that feeling that I got when that organ or whatever it did made that move, I was just like, stop immediately. <laughs> you know, I, Joey Mercury. Got his face oh, busted open. That is one of the most gruesome injuries. Ugh. Got it in a ladder match. Yeah. Also, a picture of Austin Aries. His face is was a crimson mask, stone yeah. cold. Mm. Yeah. And the submission match was um, a crimson mask. Yep. I mean, it's... They, and, you know, they you know, don't do that anymore. And, and, and Dana White backtracked and mm-hmm. said, oh, it was just a joke. No, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. You're just trying to make it so you don't look as big as a prick. And, and I loved Ronda Rousey's tweet after that. You what know, was, I was that? Just like, what are you going to do after you uh, you've done all you can <laughs> in UFC, Ronda? And she she goes, well, I'm probably going to piss Dana White off and go to WWE. Good yeah. for her. <laughs> Good for her. And because of Ronda, it's it's amazing what they're doing with the Divas now. Oh yeah, they had two Divas matches on Raw this week. Again, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just. When was it? you'd have to go back to the Trish Lita days for two Divas matches a night? Yep. I mean, on uh, NXT this week, the main event was Bailey versus Becky Lynch yeah. for a number one contender's title. At just NXT for a number t- one contendership, not the title. Yeah, no, not, for not the just actual right. number one right. contendership. That's it how main good event, they're doing. And it main evented the show, yep. the card. And uh, something else we'll have to talk about next week, NXT 
Takeover is the Takeover. same weekend. Same weekend as with SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So Saturday night you get NXT Takeover, which is that card is stacked. Yep. And Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be on that card. Hell and I yeah. cannot <laughs> wait to see Hell Jushin Thunder yeah. Liger again. And we're, we're going to go through that card next week as well. But Dana White, you are an asshole. Yes, you are. You know, I understand that you you've turned the UFC around from what it was back in the day. You've made it a very respectable company. You put on you you've thrown together some great cards with main events that have gone thirty four seconds long that people paid sixty bucks for. I did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I watched it on Facebook the next day for free. I I, I literally stayed up specifically to get the results off Facebook. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear Joe Rogan for one thing. Yeah, d- yeah. Don't Joe Rogan, get, Joe Rogan pisses me off. Don't even get me started on Joe um, Rogan. And you know, but that you know, we're we're going to start getting on a UFC rant, and I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, but, you know, but well, to call something fake when you haven't even done it. Well, hey, and guess what? Two of your biggest draws that you've ever gotten in the UFC yep. were Brock Lesnar, who came from a fake wrestling company, mm-hmm. and now CM Punk, who brought you more um, media than anything exposure else you've done in the th- last five years. R- right, since Brock Lesnar left. Yeah. So your two biggest draws that you've ever had are professional wrestlers. And, and yep. you can't forget Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. He started in UFC, went to WWE, then went back to UFC. Right, right. And was still a pretty good draw. That I mean, freaking Kimbo Slice fight was bullshit. Oh, well. <laughs> that was... You want to talk about something that was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the end of that, and I was just like, shit. Well, it's like Shamrock's never fought. Yeah. And, you know? And, and uh, another guy that did the same thing, Dan Severn. Dan Severn, yeah. He, Dan Severn was a man. He was, he was an NWA <laughs> champion, I think. Uh, you know, he came over and did his thing in, on on uh, in the WWE. A lot of people try to do, get me to do a Dan Severn gimmick, and you know, I I thought that would have been a really cool thing. But you know, for me to come out and be a fighter instead of a wrestler, I was going to have to like do a whole lot more striking and stuff like that. And I was like, nah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, we're gonna let's just we'll sum up our comments on but Dana yeah. White. But yeah. shut your fucking mouth. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to former TNA knockout Rosie Lotta Love. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and we're about to have an interview that I am very excited about. We have former TNA knockout, Rosie Ladalove. Andrea, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So excited. Well, we're uh, we're excited about having you. And uh, uh-huh. we, we, we're we just like, uh, I've been researching you for like the last week or now. And one of the most amazing transformations I've ever seen is uh, – you from five years ago and you today, because <laughs> that's uh, oh, yeah. that's just There's amazing. Not an easy feat. <laughs> I I I know I know for a fact it's not an easy feat. <laughs> um, you lost a hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Actually, one hundred and thirty-three. Uh, we're, we're still wow. we're still dropping pounds. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole I'm person. One hundred and thirty-three. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole person. Holy crap! You yeah, just you I, lost, I lost a whole person. Diva. I like to tell everyone. Yeah, I lost a diva. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh my god! And, Not uh, only do I drop divas, but I dropped one. There you go. Nice. There you you go. drop them on their heads, awesome. and you drop them. <laughs> exactly. That's right. But. Uh, also, you spent some time over in Japan, and uh, yes. I understand you had a very unique injury. I did. Um, I did seven tours over in Japan with a company called Diana. It's Kyoko Inoue's promotion, and mm-hmm. um, I worked several matches with her over there. I worked with the Manami Toyota, and I got to tag team with Aja Kong as well. And over there, you know, it's not it's not ballet. Wrestling isn't ballet to begin with, but it definitely isn't over there. Right. And so uh, you do a little bit more crazy things over there. And I decided one day that I was going to jump off some scaffolding and go through a table. And uh, the table broke wrong, and uh, it kind of impaled me. It didn't break the skin, but it oh. did rupture my ovary. Holy oh, crap. Wow. And yeah. uh, I don't and have you ovaries. You're hurt over there. <laughs> you're, you're, hurt, you're hurt over there. So I, I basically crawled to the back and... Uh, once I got to the back, I 
got on my flight around midnight, flew 30 hours home, and then collapsed in my bathroom. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have ovaries, but I'm pretty sure that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not a fun time. No. <laughs> wow, that is wow. Uh, I, I, that's that's a story to tell the grandkids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah. and you got you got um, tell us how you got your start because I, I I might be jumping the gun here, but I know I know you trained with Team 3D. I did. I uh, I went and actually I was working at Universal at the time, and I had went and saw a TNA taping, mm-hmm. and I saw some of the guys you know that I had seen growing up. And they were in the ring, and I was like, hey, I you know I grew up watching them. I grew up watching wrestling. Oh yeah. One of those things that I did when mom went to work. My dad would let me watch wrestling because she wouldn't. So, <laughs> uh, so I went to the tapings, and I said, you know, I could do that. And one of my buddies goes, oh, well, there's a school over in uh, Orlando That's where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. There's a school over in Orlando, and um, you should go. And I was like, I could totally do that. So I went there. And um, when I went there, Devon was one of the trainers there. Mm-hmm. And when they opened up the Team 3D Academy, they stole us from that school. Uh, Leva, little blue pants, and I, they stole us from that school and brought us over to their their uh, their school. And we were part of the inaugural class. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got an interview with Leva coming up in uh, September. we got one scheduled with her. So, yeah, we'll... Uh... Awesome. We'll Good tell people. her we we beat the crap out of each other several times. <laughs> well, yeah. well they, we 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 will definitely mention you to her that we know you now. <laughs> we have an automatic in now. We have a friend. We're great. Yeah. Well, and when yeah. you when you were watching wrestling with your dad, were there any certain wrestlers that you really um, like to see that you can uh, that stuck out more than the others? I I absolutely one hundred percent love Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley was always my favorite, uh, just because of his. Not only that's just a hardcore sense, but he had so much charisma as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have to do what he did, but he did it anyway, and it just added to the charisma that he had. He he could be anything and anyone mm-hmm. uh, with you know his transformations between you know Cactus Jack and Mankind and, and whatnot. And it, it was just it was fun. It looked like it was fun, and he didn't have bleeding everywhere. But you know, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about any of the women's wrestlers? Um, I definitely I grew up watching a lot of the of the Japanese wrestlers, the ones that I actually got to tag with. I never really marked out for anyone except for when I went to Japan and got to tag with Aja Kong. I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm tagging with Aja Kong. I, you know, nice. I, I watched you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bull Makano was one of my one of my ultimate um, people that I modeled myself after, especially when I was heavier. Um, and she was heavier then too. She's she's not as heavy as she used to be as, as well. She's a professional golfer now. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a switch. <laughs> We're going to have to look into that. Wow. But uh, I um, I also I also personally know and, and grew up watching uh, Alundra Blaze, Medusa. Um, I love Medusa. She's, yeah. one of my, she's one of my big supporters. Um, I really appreciate all she does for me. And she's always there, you know, trying to give me a little pep talk whenever I'm down because it is a wrestling business. And there's some ups and downs. But oh, yeah. she's always there. She's a very positive person. So I love her to death. <laughs> Yeah, I lo- I love Medusa. She's uh, she made a huge switch too, going to monster truck uh, r- uh racing yeah. and rallies and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, that's a, yeah. you know, do it from you professional wrestling to, to monster trucks. That's a pretty badass chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She doesn't mess around. That's for sure. Oh, that is for sure. But uh, what what are your what are some of your uh, current projects you're working on and stuff? And uh, any current companies you're working for here in the states or? Well, Looking at going back to Japan, working, or I'm, well, I I don't. We're in talks, Japan and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. It might come up. I'm currently working with Shine Evolve and FIP here over in uh, Florida, and um, doing some stuff with uh, Premier Athlete Brand in California, so Cal Val. Mm-hmm. And um, we we've had a pretty pretty solid table so far. Um, definitely in Shine, I've worked with Marty Bell and Jamie Jameson, and. And uh, so Cal Val and we have our own little stable there. And, you know, we're pretty dominant, I, I'd have to say. Every one of our matches seem to be getting interrupted because uh, I don't think people want to see us actually get the, you know, get the win. So they're, they're trying to throw a wrench at things. They don't have to have a no DQ match. Oh. all things. We'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, I'm scheduled to go to Puerto Rico with uh, World Wrestling League, WWL, um, each month from September till January. So I'm really excited about that as well. Nice. And um, this weekend, actually, this, this Saturday, uh, Ring Warriors is doing their tapings, their TV tapings, and I'm scheduled to be on that as well. 
And nice. so I'm, I'm staying pretty busy, you know, staying pretty positive. I'm looking, uh, talking to a couple different companies right now. I had a try out with a couple different companies, one big one, and we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Very nice. Glad to hear that. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're really getting out there and getting some exposure, and it sounds like you're doing a really good job of it and uh, turning some heads well, and opening some eyes and stuff. And, That's uh, the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing exactly what you need to do. <laughs> I don't so. throw myself around just to not get anywhere. So. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that's that's the same attitude all of us should have. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but uh, are, do we are we running out of time with you, or do we need to uh, keep going here? Can we keep going, or do we... we can do a couple more questions. I got a few more. Okay, minutes. okay. Uh, well, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about. I know you had a little bit of time in. Um, TNA, and uh, you came in and you worked with Roxy first, right? Was that? Yes, I did. She's uh, she's amazing. Her and Taylor Wilde, uh, everyone was, was really good to me while I was there. The camaraderie was great in the locker room. I know people talk a lot of smack about those girls and their camaraderie and you know attitudes and whatnot, but you know what? I never had a problem with any one of them because I believe if you treat people the way you want to be treated, they'll treat you the same way. Mm-hmm. And I've always I've always lived by that rule. And um, I don't care if it's wrestling business or not. That's how I that's how I rule my life. And I've always gotten along with all the girls that I've worked with. And um, when I was there, Roxy and Taylor Lyle definitely took me into their wing and kind of showed me the ropes for TV and whatnot. I uh, had a very eccentric character, but you know I did what I could with it. Um, she was a lot of love. She was a lot of fun, and she was a big, bad, beautiful woman. But mm-hmm. she got put to rest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, you took off a couple of years in wrestling. I did after my after my accident, after my injury. Um, I decided, you know what? My doctor told me that if I took another bump or fall at the weight that I was at, that I could hemorrhage to death because wow. of my injury. Mm. Oh wow! Um, so I said, well, you know, no time like the present. And um, I, what I did is I went to a couple different doctors, and I found out I had a metabolic condition called polycystic ovary syndrome. And I did some research on that. I do have a science and medical background. Um, I did go to actual college. I'm not one. I'm not a dumb wrestler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wrestler who decides to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did some research, and I went to uh, when I had my surgery for my ovary. I they did um, they removed part of my stomach as well because there's a connection between the hormones that feed from your ovary to your stomach to your brain. So they cut up that section of my stomach, which was uh, finally allowed me to lose weight. So I. Um, Started busting my butt in the gym, put a gym in my garage, yeah. um, became a wizard in the kitchen, and here I am today. There you go. So I took two years off, and then somebody convinced me to get back in. <laughs> wow. wow. That's that's an incredible story. And yeah. Very and you probably, if you hadn't have told anybody, they probably wouldn't have recognized you. <laughs> <laughs> I get, my it... own family sometimes doesn't. Wow. <laughs> Wow. My old uncle walked by me in the store the other day. I was like, hey, he's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dad gum. They're like, that's, you know, that that is an inspiration for a lot of people, you know, and, and you know, there are medical conditions that cause, you know, overweight and pe- or people being over- overweight or whatever and everything. And you Yeah, know. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't heavy for the lack of exercise. I was training with the Dudleys. Yeah. Five days a week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was a single town. I'm like, come on here. Just throw me a phone. Yeah. And uh, okay. I, I, I train with a local trainer, uh, Nightmare Ken Wayne, over here in uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, uh, and uh, was wrestling solid for a good seven years. And uh, for four years, for four of those years straight, I was in the wrestling school two and three times a week, you know, sweating my ass off and, you know, busting it just like you were. And, uh, you know, I had those nights where I didn't know if I'd make it home before I passed out, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had I had those in the middle of the ring actually during during practice. Woo. It was great. Oh nice. Yeah, I can only imagine how crazy it got training with the Dudleys. Oh, it was. We they didn't take it easy on us. Like I said, Levi and I were the originals, uh, part of the originals, and they treated us just like the guys. They didn't cut us any slack. And I tell you what, nowadays they're giving these kids a little bit extra slack than they used to give us. Uh, well, do you mean like putting them in crash helmets on Tough Enough, making them bump like that? No, that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're not going to get into a Tough Enough discussion. I Are you watching any of the current products out there now or? watching tough enough i mean i watch everything it's, it's knowing your field i firmly believe that um 
uh, I am a proverbial student, so if you don't know the field that you're in, how are you supposed to be an expert at it? How are you supposed to be a professional if you don't watch what's out there? I mean, even the terrible stuff. I'm not going to say any names, but there's some pretty bad stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. Go watch it. <laughs> you know, mm. what not to do. Yeah, so, you definitely got to um, know what not to do. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that. Yeah, no, I, I watch all of it just to stay relevant. I don't necessarily watch every waking moment of it. I do my my little speed throughs. You know, it's like watching a tape when you're a football player. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. You have to watch. Right. You have to watch everything. Highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. Yep, highlight reel. Exactly. That's what I do. Good old DVR. That's. The technology is great, and that's what we were talking earlier in our episode. That's what's great about the WWE Network is we can go back and pretty much watch anything we oh, want. And I used to have to plug in the, the VCR and hit record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For eight hours, and then I'd have like, some infomercial on. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Jeez. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. Of, like recording Nitro and watching Raw or recording Raw and watching Nitro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Many networks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did all that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh we don't want to keep you from, uh, you know, you said you had a limited amount of time and everything, and we'd love to have you on the show again. Um, so we definitely Absolutely. want to. Absolutely, I'd love to. Yeah, i got to go do some training right now, but um, I would love to come back on the show and, and talk in some further details, especially after I get back from Puerto Rico, you know? Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. please. For me, and, and uh, so big things are going to start happening here towards the end of the year, so we'll see. We'll we're we're looking forward to keeping. Not holding our too long. Yeah, <laughs> we're, lo- we're looking forward to keeping track of your career and uh, watching you and Definitely keep us appraised on Twitter and, and anything else you got going there. Do you want to do you want to give out your Twitter handle? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be changing it, but if you look at it now, it's going to be at Rosie underscore Lot of Love, and then if you follow me on Instagram, it's N as in Mary C as in Tight C as in Delta one one seven. And um, if you want to follow my Facebook fan page, it is Andrea S K A Rosie Lot of Love. So okay. you're more than welcome to follow me on any of those, and I always talk to my fans when they message me and stuff like that. So I'm more than willing to converse with my fans. They are the reason why I'm here. So very awesome. They're that's not there, and neither am I. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's that's, a, that's right. the whole reason we do what we do. So absolutely. But uh, we're, we'll let you go. I know you're uh, you're on the way out the door to do the training, so uh, we'll we'll let you go. Yep. And we want to thank you once again uh, for coming on the show. And uh, you and know, thank you. And if you guys want to get uh, some real serious wrestling training, check out the Team 3D Academy dot com. The phone number is listed on there. Just let them know that Andrea sent you. So Team 3D Academy dot com. We go. Yep. All right. All right. Be prepared to work. Yes. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> All well, right. All right, guys. Thank you right. so much. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. That was our interview with former TNA knockout Rosie Lotta Love. Andrea, that was a great interview. We thank her for taking a little bit out of her day to talk to some little podcast down that, here in Memphis, Tennessee. I said it off the air. I'll say it again. That is a professional wrestler. That is a professional wrestler. It, 15 minutes, but uh, but the content of that 15 minutes was great. Yeah. I'll, she was a really cool chick. And she's she's extremely over right now and, you know, getting Sound- and connected. You yeah, know? and she's it sounds like she's... Japan and... Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico and everywhere, man. Puerto Rico, as um, I've Zeb never would heard say. of a ruptured ovary, though. Uh, Holy I don't, shit. I don't think I ever <laughs> want to hear... Oh, my God. Somehow I felt that when Impaled she said it. Impaled by a table. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> man. And it's still wrestling. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. And that, that transformation she made, that it, it that's one of the most impressive transformations health-wise... As I've and she's seen. still losing weight. Yeah, yeah, still going. Because I, I, I did. I honestly, I looked up an interview with her that was probably about three or four months ago, and she was at a she was at one hundred and twenty seven pounds lost, and that's the reason I pulled up that number. Yeah, and she she immediately corrected me. She said, "Actually, I'm at one hundred thirty three now." And I'm like, "You're losing weight! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> You've lost a summer ray!" Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. We thank you, Andrea. Hopefully you're listening, and we want to get you on the show again sometime. Guys, uh, one thing we're talking about during our break here that I wanted to talk about, um, the good and the bad of fan interactions with wrestlers. Uh-huh. Recently, Roman Reigns was in a match. At the, was it at a house show? Yeah, it was a house show, I think, British Columbia. Yeah. And Roman Reigns, somebody, some idiot, no, I'm not even going to say idiot, asshole, throws- no, We can say all of those. A fucking asshole. <clears throat> Throws a 
briefcase into the ring and hits Roman Reigns in the head. Right in the back of the head. Freaking what? Idiot. Why would you do that? Why? What is the logic in that? He was cashing in. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> it wasn't even a title match. That shows how much of an idiot the guy now, is. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There we go. We're <laughs> off the rails now. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, the, he said the Roman said it wasn't an actual it wasn't an actual metal briefcase. It was actually plastic. Yeah, it was just well, plastic. Well, that's good. So that's good. Metal briefcase would have would have knocked him out. Yeah, definitely. But and when you go to live wrestling shows, there are good fan interactions. This is a typical bad fan interaction. Don't if you jump the rails and you jump in a ring, you're going to get your ass kicked. Ask the guy that jumped in. Ask the guy that jumped in. Eddie Guerrero during the Eddie Guerrero <laughs> Eddie ladder Guerrero match. and kicked RVD him in, and kicked him in the head a couple of times. Got some good sh- hard shots in on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he um, clocked him on the out right when he was getting out the ring. There was another. There was a match back in WCW. There was Hulk Hogan. I think there was some sort of cage match, and a dude jumped in the ring, and Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. And I don't know if it was a work. I think it was shoot. I mean, they just kept hitting him in the head until I guess someone finally came out and got him. The referees, I've seen referees do some vicious oh, yeah. take. I think it was yeah, referees Hebner. I think I've seen Hebner take a dude get down. Or didn't somebody get in the ring once with uh, <laughs> which would be just ridiculous? But Kevin Nash, one time. Well, I mean, yeah, but he didn't. You don't have to worry about that because if at Kevin the, Nash takes the wrong step, he's going to tear his quad. Bash well, the, the, this was the, well before <laughs> that point in time. At the bash at the beach where Hogan turned. Uh, there was a fan that jumped it? in the okay, ring. Yeah. It's been edited out of, you know... A lot, yeah. It's been edited out of just about every recording and broadcast, but there was a fan that jumped in the ring and got immediately had his ass handed <laughs> to him. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, it's stupid. It's And you you said you've had a guy in a match you were in, and the guy jumped the rail and came after you, right? Well, I had people come close. Okay. I never, I never had a person actually jump the rail and get to me, but... I had plenty of people who acted like they wanted to, and uh, there was uh, I, I can I can remember three instances all, right off the bat. Um, there was there was one time that it was the first time it ever happened to me, and I, I was I was on the floor with somebody and I had him up against the guardrail and we were brawling back and forth and everything, and all of a sudden out of nowhere there's this balloon like right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm like I, I was I was I was so much into the match and everything and I'm looking at my opponent and everything and I'm laying into him and this balloon just comes out of nowhere and hits me right in the face and gets shoved right in my face. That sounds familiar. And I'm like, "What the hell is this?" and everything. And I look up and uh it was it was just some fan that was walking past the guardrail and decided to have a little fun and shove a balloon in my face and everything and I was just like fuck I'm a I'm a face I can't do nothing you know so like there was another time uh where I was uh I was legitimately kicking this one kid's ass and it was uh it was in front of a crowd in Newburn Tennessee of a grand total of probably like 10 people so it wasn't Ripley. No, it wasn't Ripley. <laughs> it wasn't the Well, center. we don't need things like this happening in the Mecca of wrestling. <laughs> That's right. No, no, no. Not, not in Ripley, Tennessee. No. <laughs> but no, it was in New Bern, and I was legitimately kicking this kid's ass to teach him a lesson. And apparently, Grandma didn't like it <laughs> and picked up her folding chair she was sitting in, and she was about to come over the rail after me. And Kevin Nichols, uh, I'll ask him to tell his side of the story, you know. Uh, because it's a very funny story, actually. The whole thing is from start to finish. Um, but Kevin Nichols is over by the curtain, uh, looking through the entranceway at what's happening in the ring, and he's watching my match and watching what I'm doing and everything. And he sees Grandma grab her folding chair about head over the rail, <laughs> and, and it, the security guard is right next to him on the other side of the entrance, standing outside the curtain. And Kevin starts yelling through the curtain, "Do your job!" <laughs> Do your job. (laughs) (laughs) And the security guard's kind of looking at the curtain going, what the hell? And then finally the security guard looks over and sees Grandma and grabs the chair away from Grandma as she's coming over the rail. (laughs) You know, and I'm looking down at Grandma going, Grandma, you don't want to do that. (laughs) That's something that me and girlfriend Amanda always talk about. Because whenever you see, like, the, the craziest wrestling fans that you see is always some old Grandma. Yeah. I mean, they're swinging at the wrestlers and act like they're going to slap, especially like back in the 80s when, you know. Oh, 
Yeah, great story about that. Um, Abby's dad, my wife, my father-in-law, said that um, they they're up from Pennsylvania and they have a they had matches that would come to a place up there called the Jaffa Mosque. Um, Greg's, I guess, grandmother and mother went to a show, and he had a blast because his grandmother had her pocketbook out trying to hit some of the bad guy wrestlers, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and that's some of the great stories. Like in Memphis, man. Like when Kaufman was going down, the worst people that he had interactions with were the old grandmothers, yep. just tired. Because oh, yeah. you don't you, you don't want you don't want to be told that you have bad hygiene and stuff because grandma's going to get you if you yep. do. Um, but there's there's good, like we said, there's good fan interactions. Like mm-hmm. on NXT, whenever you watch NXT and Bailey comes out, there is a little girl, and it's the cutest thing. Mm-hmm. She dresses just like Bailey. She always has a sign that says "Hug Bailey" or something like that, and Bailey always, you know, makes it a point to come near her, give her a hug. You know, mm-hmm. Bailey is gonna. It's, and she's coming out with like the little slap bands and everything, yeah, and putting giving them on the, the little girls' and and headbands and stuff yeah. like that. And this is a bold prediction. I'll say this now: um, when whenever Bailey comes to roster, it won't be at first. She she may get over more with kids and merchandise than John Cena. I'd, yep, I'd, I'd I'd say yeah on that. Unless WWE fucks it up. Yeah, yeah, and tells <laughs> well, her she's so got to be like Bailey the you the know, destroyer, the destroyer, yeah. <laughs> like Grim Bailey. Like Grim you know, Bailey, you, you took the best part of her and threw her away. But you know, right now the Divas Revolution is strong, and when they bring her up, they better they better damn keep that same entrance because that's going to look great on Raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks great on NXT. I love it. Yeah. Um. But don't be an asshole. Don't jump in the ring. Mm-mm. Don't throw anything in the I ring. Got a, I got a third story for you. Go ahead. If you got time. Oh, and hold uh, on. One more thing. If you have a laser pointer and you shine in the ring, you're just as big as an asshole that throws anything <laughs> in it. Mm. Uh, my third story is actually a guy who started to get in the ring and saved his own life and decided not to. <laughs> it's like uh, me and Alan Steele were going at it one night, and uh, the, uh, the gimmick was uh, – I was I was uh, carrying around a wooden baseball bat with me, and was actually hitting people in the face with the wooden baseball bat and knocking them out and winning matches like that, you know. And so, I'm I'm doing this left and right and everything, and then finally Alan gets the better of me one night and sneaks up behind me and gets me with it, and I lose the match because of it. And he he goes, I want you to sit in the ring for as long as you possibly can. It was the end of the night, <laughs> it was the main event. He goes, I want you to just lay in the ring as long as you possibly can. <coughs> So I was like, okay, well, I'm laying in a ring, and nobody's leaving. <laughs> nobody's leaving. And come to find out, like, I finally, you know, I, I do my little roll-around thing, and I come to and everything. I'm, like, looking up, and, like, two or three of the face wrestlers are out signing autographs. That's why nobody's leaving. <laughs> so I'm like, screw this. I'm getting out of here, you know. So, like, I'm slowly getting up. I'm selling the bat shot and everything, and I've still got the wooden bat on with me in the ring, but it's laying down. It's not... It's not, you know, in within my reach or whatever. Right. But it's it's right beside me where I can get to it if I need it. And so this guy is like, he starts mouthing at me from the side over there. It's probably like a 15, 16-year-old kid. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? Blah, 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 you know? And he starts grabbing the ropes like he's going to get in the ring with me. I reached over and grabbed that bat and put it up on my shoulder and was looking at him the whole time. I never took my eyes off of him. And I reached down, I grabbed that bat, and I just put it up on my shoulder, and he goes, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And gets back down, he goes, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yep, uh, you might want to rethink that one, buddy. But, you know, like you said, there's good interactions, there's bad interactions. And what what these people need to realize, especially the one that threw the briefcase in the ring and hit, hit Roman in the head, these guys, this is their living. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if he had decided, and that's a long way to throw something from the front row and to hit somebody in the center of the ring. Oh yeah. If he had decided to turn around suddenly <coughs> and like would have broken got, catch him in the eye, got hit in the eye or something like that, that puts him out for what six months with an eye injury, maybe. Oh, yeah. And then like he can't provide for his kids. You know what are you gonna do? Like somebody goes to work and hits you in the knee with a baseball bat, and you can't go to work for a year. 
you know, you're not going to work. You're not going to make money. Right. You're taking food off that guy's plate. You're taking food off. You're taking food away from that family. You're taking money away from Roman Reigns just because you wanted to do something stupid. Yeah. And make a name for yourself, you know. And, yeah, that guy made a name for himself. He's banned from WWE events for life now. Yeah. Yep. Along with his seven buddies so, who tried to protect him when security <laughs> came over there and jumped their asses. You know, fans want to be involved in the show, and there's a way to do it. Come out, have a great sign, you know, boo, cheer, and you'll be a part of the show. That's your fan involvement. Yeah. That's it. And, you yeah. know, you know, and... Unless you're a part of the Yes Movement. Well... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, or, or, and a the, or a penguin, or a penguin. Hell yeah, I'll be a penguin. <laughs> and you know, some eventually there's going to be heels that come back to doing this. But you know, if you have that sign for a good guy, the bad guy that comes out. You know, he may come out and rip your sign. Yeah. Yep. And, and after a show, if you have a great sign and it's a good guy, and you have a pen, you know, if you're ringside. He may come sign it for you if, you know, just be a good fan. I remember, man, man, when Attitude Era was going so hot and heavy, you couldn't see fans in the crowd. No, all no. you had was all signs. You, all you no, had no. was signs. All you had was signs. You know, I saw a great, you know, those um, signs where they have, like, sentences. Mm-hmm. Get out. It, it was one for Ric Flair's whole high-styling, jet-flying, yes. limousine ride. Mm-hmm. It was literally, so it was, like, literally, like, two full rows of a sign, and it, it was pretty cool looking. But yeah, man, you know Austin three sixteen yeah. signs, and all of the like full body drawings people would do of people, and have like their hands it. moving yeah. or something yeah. like that, and, or the, their eyebrow, the yeah, rock, the, yeah, the rock stuff. eyebrow, yeah. I thought that was just the coolest stuff ever. The people would go through flexing. the trouble, yeah. People would go through the trouble of drawing that stuff and bringing it to Monday Night Raw. So the point of this story is: don't be an asshole. Be a fan. Mm-hmm. You know you're welcome to boo. You know, you're welcome to cheer, but just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Don't throw anything in the ring. Um, do you remember uh, they did a spring bake thing on MTV, and I think the NWO was involved, mm-hmm. and somebody threw a rock and hit one of them, and I think Scott Hall took off and almost killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, anything else? Oh, let's, we can, Tough Enough Sucks. Uh, that's pretty much it yeah tough enough sucks that's our tough enough segment Um, (laughs) yet another well qualified I think she was well qualified better than the other two that are in there is gone Gigi's gone I never really saw anything from her she had a lot more charisma and she doesn't smile all the goddamn time like Sarah true and it, it made but it's, even the NXT stars didn't know if she was supposed to be face or heel. Yeah, well, that's see, that's another problem. They're not learning these things. I mean, Tanner in his match, he got the the way he ended the match, he looked like a good heel, but up until that point, right. he just looked like another character. Um, they did many matches this week, Dan. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, there. Well, uh, when I talked to y'all last week, they got rid of somebody for selling, and now they're doing matches in front of people. Yeah, yeah, and they had to sell. Oh, and, and they had to do it in front of the whole NXT locker room. Fuck this. So it was well, really, at least most of them. Yeah. yeah. So you got to see, like, Bailey sitting out there in the front row and um, Carmella. Carmella. I saw si- Solomon Crow. I saw Simon Gotch. God, man. So and, and it was cool because they were actually at – they weren't critiquing as wrestlers. They were acting as a live crowd. Yeah. So I guess they kind of told them who was supposed to be heel and face. And so they were cheering and – you know, giving good reactions. Yeah. We would do the same thing in the school yeah, and everything. And, and just to be like, you know. It was cool that the coaches were still were the ones critiquing and not the right. NXT wrestlers. Now, I'm sure the NXT wrestlers had some thoughts for them. Oh, yeah. But it was cool just seeing them not t- just being a part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I can say this week. Uh, ZZ is still on the show. There's only two weeks left. There's only be over. T- two weeks left. Sarah and ZZ are going to be your winners. Tanner's going yep. home this week. I'll go ahead and predict Tan- it now. Yeah, Tanner's going this week. Uh, Vince McMahon is saying, you son of a bitches. <laughs> if Josh doesn't win this show, you're all fired. Yep. So, well, as we like to end every episode, we do our superstar of the week. So, guys, give me your superstar of the week. Another migraine. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little easier on it this time. <laughs> I'm going with my usual pick now, Seth Rollins, mainly because of his shirt. I'm going with uh, Stardust. 
Oh, that's a good uh, one. Because he had the little bit that they did with the fan, where uh, yeah, the, the Make a Wish fan. Yes, yes. And uh, also for the uh, the Stephen Amell thing, you know, I, I'll go ahead and give credit where credits due. They did a good job putting I, that's that one of the better over. better setups I've seen. Yeah, bringing a celebrity in. My superstar of the week, Andrea. All right, Andrea. Andrea is my <laughs> superstar of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that effect. <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> not okay. on th- not no. on this episode. Please don't do that again. All right. Well, we are going to wrap <laughs> it up for die. this week. We thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Get on over to oversellpodcast.com and check out that Amazon link right underneath the web player. Be sure you are following us on Twitter. We are at oversellpodcast. I am at shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at one dangerous Dan, all spelled out. At WolfMike23. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, we're going to be previewing SummerSlam. And I guess we'll have to do NXT TakeOver, so that's going to be a big show for us. All right, folks, thank you for listening again. We'll talk to you next week.